are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Tuesday, July 6, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. It is power to the pod today, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. Back in the saddle today. Hope you guys enjoyed your long weekend. We don't take very many days off here on Locked On Dolphins, but was traveling a little bit this weekend. So uh, four-day week this week, then we're right back in five days next week. And listen, we're three weeks away from the start of training camp. It's going to be here before you know it. we got a couple weeks left to fill. But one show every single week is Power to the Pod. It is my favorite episode because it gives each and every one of you the chance to have your voices heard on this platform with your questions, your hot takes, whatever is present in your mind as a Miami Dolphins fan. We want it here on Power to the Pod every Tuesday. So with that in mind, there's just a couple of iTunes reviews, some great Twitter questions, and uh, we're going to dive right in, feet first, uninhibited. The first question comes from T. Green, 12 personnel. Love the show. Listen to it every day. Keep up the great work. Thank you, as always, for listening. You have talked about how much more effective the Dolphins have been with two tight ends on the field, so I'm wondering who do you think we will see on the field when they run 12 personnel? My money will be on Fuller and Waddle as the receivers with Mike Gusecki and Hunter Long at tight end, but with Mike being more of a pass catcher and Parker being a more experienced option, I can very easily be wrong. Yeah, this is an interesting... The way I think this is going to materialize, I think in a perfect world, if you did want to get your best complementary skill sets on the field, for 12 personnel. And I think you're seeing the Dolphins uh, address the wide receiver room enough that we can uh, probably anticipate they'll be a little bit more effective in 11 than what they were last year just because they didn't have the horses at wide receiver. Uh, But if you were to go 12, I would not be surprised if Hunter Long is brought along slowly. Um, Durham Smythe is somebody who I think is a little bit on the roster bubble. I know that the coaches seem to really have good things to say about him, but as far as just an effectiveness standpoint, I think he's a replacement-level player. Uh, He does a lot of things and is competent at a lot of things, but he doesn't really have an individual area that he can hang his hat. I think Adam Shaheen, bigger body, a little bit more power in his frame. Uh, Gusecki obviously being the receiving threat. So when you do go 12, yeah, Mike's probably going to be in the slot. He's going to be the guy that's off the line of scrimmage. I think early in the season, you'll see either Smythe or Adam Shaheen as the guy with his hand in the dirt. But towards the end of the year, I'd expect you'll see Long take that role over by the end of the year. And I would put the speed on out on the outside, you know, and, and maybe it's a matter of putting the tight ends on both one side of the formation and then getting the speed dynamic on the other side where you're really going to have a hard time matching up against Waddle and Fuller with that level of speed simultaneously. Uh, But T. Green, I I think one thing that is notable here is Miami wants to be able to match personnel on a week-in and week-out basis. So they are looking for mismatches. They are looking for guys who can do things that the guy on the other side of the field cannot defend or cannot have success against if you're talking the defensive side of the ball. So... 
I would not be surprised to see the snap counts kind of vary a little bit on a week-to-week basis as they pry and find, oh, okay, this guy's not going to get his head back around to the football, so let's put Parker out there because he's going to be more effective at the catch point as the big-bodied guy than either Fuller or Waddle. You're playing the Patriots, guys who you know like to play a lot of press man coverage. Okay, well, yeah, we're going to want the speed out there to really stress them and you know be able to run away from leverage and man coverage, where if you put Parker out there, uh, you're either going to have to really rely on contested catch situations or, alternatively, uh, you're going to hope he can run away from, from man coverage. So I think it's going to... I think what the Dolphins did offensively this year is quite similar to what they did defensively last year and go out and find a bunch of guys that you can play interchangeably and depending on the week, you'll see more of one or another. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a flat rate, no matter what, no questions asked. These two receivers are always going to be out there on 12. Next one, Canadian Fin Fan. Our last iTunes question of the week, bar fight. Five stars. Love the pod. Great transition from Travis. Gives a little shout out in here to our friends over at Manscaped. What dolphin, past or present, would you want by your side in a bar fight? Follow up. What dolphin would you want as your tag team wrestling partner? I am for sure taking Brian Cox in the bar fight and Fitzpatrick with the beard goal change Connor McGregor style look for a tag team. Thank you for your friends up north. Canadian Fin Fan. So I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Fitzy's going to make the cut for me. He's got a great aesthetic, right? And because it's pro wrestling, it's a little bit more theatrical over the top. I could see why you'd pick Fitz. I do think Brian Cox is the right answer for the bar fight. He's got the right demeanor, he's got the right mentality, he's mean. He's a tone setter. For a tag team partner, I think I'm going to go Larry Sanka. I'm going to be on with the mustache. He's big. He's physical. Another one of these big physical guys. And um, I have really kind of taken dad mode to heart, if you will. Uh, it's one of the big developments in my life. And you should have seen me yesterday for the 4th or Sunday for the 4th of July. Uh, fanny pack, socks and slides. 80s style sunglasses. Uh, So that look, my aesthetic look, I think I could really fit right now. uh, Kind of feeling out dad mode uh, could fit into that late 70s, kind of when he was at the peak of his profile, when he left Miami and then came back towards the end of his career and obviously finished as one of the most productive rushers in Dolphins history. Give me Larry Sanka. I think that's going to be my choice uh, for a tag team partner. And, of course, he was a part of a great tag team and and trio of running backs for the Dolphins in the midst of their heyday. So you know the success is there for Sanka as well. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and UFC. You can head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information available. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. 
Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are shifting gears over to the Twitter questions, and you guys must have made good use of your free time this weekend because we got a lot of them. So let's jump right in. First one coming from Jesse. Joey Chestnut broke his own record by eating 76 hot dogs this July 4th in 10 minutes, which, by the way, and this is my take, not Jesse's, is disgusting. Hot dogs are gross. Jesse, what single-season record can you see a Dolphins player break, and who breaks it? Now, this is a really interesting question. And maybe this is a lame out, but it's the one I'm going to take. And it is most receiving yards in a single season by a tight end. That record is currently held by former Dolphin Randy McMichael, who in 2004 logged 791 yards on 73 receptions and 118 targets. Uh, Number two on that list, Charles Clay from 2013, 759 yards. Mike Gusecki this past year, 703, was the third most by a tight end in the history of the Dolphins organization. You got an extra game. You're playing 17 games. Mike missed some time with the shoulder injury, of course, and he's in a contract year. So you take all those things, you put them together, I understand the Dolphins, they went out and they got a bunch more wide receivers to kind of maybe play some more 11 and and spread the field a little bit more, but uh, Mike is one of the more accomplished receiving threats on the team, and therefore I'm going to bet on Mike Gusecki to break 800 yards this season, which would be a Dolphins record for the tight end position. Is that a lame answer? Maybe. Do I care? No. Sorry. (laughs) Alex, not that hot of a take. Robert Handy Hunt makes the Pro Bowl at right guard this season. I like this take. I'm optimistic about Robert Hunt. I liked Robert coming out, particularly with a forecast to the inside to play guard. I will say this, though. Offensive linemen, usually you make your first Pro Bowl the year after you're deserving of making it. So uh, Robert Hunt would buck that trend a little bit because uh, while he was a top 40 pick, he's not a household name. And he did not start the season last year. He started the back half of the year, essentially. So I think this is going to be the tone-setting year for Robert Hunt if he plays well, and I expect him to play well. Uh, And perhaps we see that jump in 2022. So, Alex, I'm going to sell this, but I'm not going to sell it based on the quality of play. It's just the Pro Bowl is so much more of a name recognition type award. And an honor that I don't think he's going to have that kind of clout coming into this season. Uh, Felipe, what Dolphins jersey should I buy this year that could have some longevity? Brother got me a Howard jersey, and I'm not even sure I'll get a chance to wear it to a game he's playing in. Oh, uh, what Dolphins jersey should you buy this year? Uh, might I recommend Dan Marino, Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas? Those are the safe choices. Uh, never say never. Who do I think will be here for a while? Well, you know, Jerome Baker just signed a deal. I think that's going to be helpful. I don't think anybody's going to be knocking down the door to buy a Jason Sanders jersey, but that dude feels like he's going to be here for a long time. 
Um, maybe one of the first round picks this year in Waddle or Phillips. Have a hard time seeing either one of those guys being off the team anytime in the near future. I think those are your choices. Either a historical buy, um, somebody who just signed a, a contract extension, namely Jerome Baker, or alternatively, uh, one of the first round picks this year. Adam, are there any players likely to get cut from a divisional rival that might be a good fit for the Dolphins? Well, anytime you have this conversation, the first place you have to look is the New England Patriots, right? Because there is an extension of New England system here in South Florida with Brian Flores' upbringing and experience. Um, as far as actual talents, I'm looking at the Patriots roster right now. Uh, I don't think their offensive linemen have any depth that jumps off the screen at you that's likely to get cut. Uh, I definitely don't think their wide receivers have anybody um, unless they were to cut ties with like Matthew Slater, which I would be stunned by. He's been a staple there uh, and, and he would make sense as a special teams guy for the Dolphins. <sighs> Maybe Sony Michelle, like would I like, would I love that? No. Would I get it? Yes. Uh, former first round pick. He's been lapped by Damian Harris. James White's still there in the receiving role. They just drafted Ramondre Stevenson in the third round or in the fourth round, who was a player that I liked for Miami in the draft. So maybe Sony Michelle is a name to watch here. Uh, defensively, I don't think they're going to necessarily cut ties with anybody that we want to be knocking on the doors with. So I'm going to say Sony Michelle as a legit cut candidate who might make some sense for the Dolphins that the Dolphins would likely be interested in kicking the tires on, particularly if they're also putting in waiver claims for the likes of Carrion Johnson. Uh, Scott wants to know, bold prediction on what veteran players get cut. That is a show concept, my friend. I'm not giving that away in 30 seconds or less. Uh, Barclay Erickson, your best guess is the Dolphins' record after the opening five games. I expect 3-2 and two at least can't start 0-2. Oh uh, well, they can. I'm hoping they don't. I'm agree, I agree with you. It would be very challenging if they started 0-2 once again this year. Um, my expectations are 3-2 and two or 2-3. Two and three. Uh, I think the Raiders game is certainly a winnable game. I think the Patriots game is certainly a winnable game. I think the Colts game at home plays very favorably for Miami. Uh, you get the West Coast travel fairly early, and it's coming off a home game. I will. I would not be satisfied with three and three through the first six. Obviously, I didn't mention the the away game in Tampa Bay against the Bucks, and then the London game. But if you're three and three through the first six games, given the difficulty of that slate of games, I think you've positioned yourself well to uh, do what you couldn't quite finish last year. Uh, but starting zero and two, particularly with some of those other games and the dynamics at play there. Uh, that's going to be a hard challenge, and Miami uh, needs to avoid that slow start. They're one. If we find them at one and three, man, there's going to be some angry shows on this podcast if they end up starting the year uh, at one and three like they did last year. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for something to replace a meal, something post-workout, something delicious throughout the course of the day, you name it, Built Bar can be it. 
And right now you can visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. 10 flavors to choose from, 100% chocolate on all their bars, high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. Whatever you need in your diet, Built Bar can be it. That's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all of your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. Continuing on here with the Twitter questions as we get ready to bring... Power to the pod, down to a close for the week. The Mago Show. Do you think the Dolphins have a deadline to deal with Xavier Howard, or they're just going to let it drag out as long as they have to? From my perspective, you know, if I were in Chris Greer's shoes, um, I'm on no deadline. He's under contract for four years. You know, as far as you know, him and his impact on this season, yes. Avian Howard can have an impact on the Dolphins season if he chooses and decides he's going to miss games in order to prove his point. But I'm looking at it as Miami, and I'm saying, well, his entire objective is to maximize his earning potential and make money. You start forfeiting game checks, you're not going to be making more money, and you've got four years of contractual commitments to the Dolphins. So... If I were Miami, I would be taking my sweet time um, as far as how to handle this. Obviously, they still got to get another couple rookies under contract. We got to see what uh, roster cuts they're interested in making some claims on or not making claims and so on and so forth. So I would say uh, they're probably going to take their time. I don't think there's a, a rush here. Vass, does Miles Gaskin have the starting running back job locked up, and what can we expect from him and the rest of the running back group this coming season? I think so. Uh, we obviously spoke about this last week. Uh, what he brings to the room on third down and in pass protection, uh, I think that you get the sense with how much they invested in the passing game and the wide receivers and the fact that they did not upgrade the running back position other than sounding a short yardage guy in Malcolm Brown and bringing in Jared Dokes in the seventh round. They feel the upgrading the passing game was more pressing to them than upgrading the running back position. So that tells me this is a team that is probably going to pass to set up the run as indicated by the spacing. They talked about the spacing improvements that should come with the, the extra speed on the field, and that should lift defenders out of the box. Miles Gaskin's really good in the passing game. He was one of the most productive per route run as far as yardage and output. From any running back in the NFL last year, he was one of the NFL's most effective pass protectors at the running back position. Yes, I think Miles Gaskin is going to be your starting running back, no questions asked. David Bullen, who are you picking as players you expect to have a breakout season? Uh, I would say this. I, I would expect Will Fuller to have 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. He would have had it last year had, not, had it not been for the five-game suspension 
he ended up serving due to a failed drug test. So I think he's one really good candidate. I think Miles Gaskin is another one just from a volume and workload perspective. I think his added focus on durability and health and joint health and being flexible. And I think that's really going to help him. Do I think he's going to be somebody who all of a sudden is moving the pile the way that we want a running back to, and everybody wanted one of these physical guys like Jonathan Taylor or uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire or Najee Harris. No, I don't think he's going to be that kind of back, but I think if the vision for the Dolphins' offense materializes and he's able to stay healthy, he's going to have a lot of production. Uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I think Jerome Baker's going to take another step forward as far as being an all-around type of player. Give me Javon Holland uh, at the safety position. I think he is really poised in this Dolphins' defense to make a lot of noise and have a very positive impact despite the fact that he is a rookie. And our last question of the day. It is a doozy. It comes from King of Finland. Who are you taking as your starting quarterback, Dan Marino or your Frankenstein's monster at the quarterback position from every Dolphins quarterback since Dan Marino from the show two weeks ago? I am taking Dan Marino every day that ends in Y and twice on Sundays. No questions asked. The man would throw for 7,000 yards these days. <laughs> he was a man generations ahead of his time as it pertains to playing in the NFL and really helped formulate and shift and evolve the league into what we see it as today. 5,084 passing yards back in 1984. Just a phenomenal number. It is Dan Marino. And you know what? I'll be damned if we wouldn't win a Super Bowl, too, with this roster and Dan Marino pulling the trigger. That's my choice. My choice for the rest of the week, we're going to get into some fantasy projections for Dolphins players. Uh, looking forward to working through uh, a couple of different fantasy outlets and what they're forecasting for prominent members of the Dolphins offense, and then we'll get into the Dolphins defense towards the end of the week as well. So lots to look forward to in that perspective, so make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I am Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Fins up. Have a great day.